When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, the holidays have come and gone. Oh, and my bank account is still overdrawn. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just that you don't know how to use social courtesy. Oh, it's old-fashioned. Watch how Lizzie Post and Dan Post act as host and hostess. They know that courtesy means showing respect, thinking of the other person, real friendliness. Love is in the air. And we love being here with you. Welcome to a special Valentine's Day episode of Awesome Etiquette. Our podcast comes to you with love from the Infinite Guest Network from American Public Media. I'm Lizzie Post. And I'm Dan Post-Senning from the Emily Post Institute. What? No song, Dan? Come on. (laughs) We have a special guest joining us today because today's show is going to focus on all things Dating. Isn't that appropriate? (laughs) Sharon Andrea, founder of Modern Dating Mastery, will be joining us. Sharon, she's kind of like a personal fitness coach for your love life. Uh, And she's also a personal friend of mine. Uh, I know you've been looking forward to getting her on the show. I've been really looking forward to it. Actually, we met via Twitter. Um, I saw her handle and said, wow, no offense, men of Burlington, but (laughs) wow, the men of Burlington could use some help. Come to my town. Um, And through a series of emails and phone calls, we decided that uh, we had some great advice that Sharon Sharon could probably share with us. So help is on the way. So help is on the way. Um, and we, we are really excited to have her on the podcast. And thank goodness Dan agreed to it. But first, Dan, I want to know, because you're the one out of the two of us that would have a Valentine's Day. What is, what's, what's, what's your plan for your, for your fiance? Well, so we have the, I think of it as the victory lap Valentine's Day. We, Wait, hold on. Pooj, if you're listening, stop listening yeah, spoiler now. spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, now go for it. <laughs> um, Pooj and I like to eat out a lot. We have favorite restaurants. The mm. kitchen table, as you know, a big favorite of ours is on totally. the way home. We, our first date was Misery Loves Company. We love going back to Misery. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let's go to Misery <laughs> for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Great name for a restaurant. It really is. Um, <laughs> So for Valentine's Day, in some ways, we dial it back a little bit really? because that's a night when everyone else is going to be out. It's hard to get a reservation. It's it's a night for um, me to cook or something at home. Aww. We get home, we spend a night in, but we make a night of it and we make it something special. But rather than fight the crowds that particular night. So I think of it as the victory lap Valentine's Day. We we, we make it special, but we really spend it together. Oh, that's lovely. I like that very much. It'll be me and Benny at home with a good movie. Which also, I think a great way really to spend nice. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know me. I, 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 for and many I feel bad. I always say it wrong. Benny and me, not me and Benny. For all of our very, very attuned listeners out there. I I loved being single. I was a happy single person. You were. You were and, a very happy single person. And I... Um, I'm a li- I won't say I'm jealous, but I appreciate uh, the the good times that one can spend uh, alone, either alone or do- <laughs> doing. Ex- I'll put it this way: doing exactly what you want to do. What you want to do, exactly. Yeah, Whatever it is, that might I be. I have total control over it. Mm-hmm. It is very, very nice. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, let's keep it short today because I kind of I'm excited to call call Sharon Andrea. I like that idea. Let's get started. All right. 
probably right. But there's so much to learn how to do. Sure, there's a lot to learn. But it's worth it. And learning is easy. One way is by watching others. On every episode of Awesome Etiquette, we take your questions on how to behave. And today, Sharon Andrea of Modern Dating Mastery joins us to tackle your dating questions. Sharon, welcome to Awesome Etiquette. Hello, Lizzie, and thank you so much for inviting me to join you. And well, hello, I'm, Dan. Congratulations th- on your engagement. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's blushing. Um, I'd love to have you just take a minute and describe your work so that the listeners can get a sense for uh, what a dating expert does. Sure. I work one-on-one with men in various stages of life. Some are ready to date again after a breakup or divorce and just feel out of their element. Many are single guys who've been at it for some time and Mm -hmm. just don't feel dating is going well. Mm -hmm. And a few are even married and simply want to really impress their wives. Oh, I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I refer to myself as a personal trainer is because, as with so many areas in life, be it managing your finances or improving your golf swing, certainly building muscle at the gym, sometimes (laughs) you just need somebody, you need to have an expert in your corner to give you an edge, amplify your strengths, see where you have blind spots, and teach you new ways to really master your life and be your best self. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Also, very often, I will say I'm simply helping to demystify women for my clients because Uh, I know at times we can be really baffling. Yes, we can be. Dan, would you agree (laughs) as our as our male in the conversation? Uh, I've got this look on my face like, uh huh. Yeah, that all sounds like yeah, that could be really helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Mysteries unlocked. Mysteries unlocked. Well, with that, let's uh, let's have you help us answer some listener questions today. Are you ready? Love to. Okay. Awesome etiquette gets support from StoryWorth. There are some stories about your mom's life that you truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, mom's retelling of the events always brings a bit of joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, we here at Awesome Etiquette found the perfect gift that can capture all of your mom's stories for your family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mom or a mother figure in your life for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. What was your first job? Who was your first crush? (laughs) StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is to respond to the email prompt with a story, long or short. It doesn't matter. I did this with my mom and it was really, really rewarding. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's responses as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories, some you probably already know, or maybe the ones that you're surprised by you haven't heard before. (laughs) After that year of fun discovery and reminiscing, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. You can even keep a copy of the book for yourself. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift that you all will cherish for years. Story Worth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com manners. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash manners. It's manners with an S to save $10 on your first purchase. And now back to our show. 
This question begins, I have just started seeing a woman I really like. We got together around the holidays, and I'm wondering what to do about Valentine's Day. While we are definitely dating, it seems like there's a lot that could go wrong with this holiday, either overdoing it or not doing enough. What should I do? Yes, I, I think it's tricky just because not ever. I was never one who loved to celebrate Valentine's Day. So what, like, how do, how do you know when it's that early young relationship what what do you, what do you do? How do you approach this? It's so focused on love and relationships. There's no escape. <laughs> There's pressure. It's coming. You're either going to do something or not do something. So what do you do? Sharon, what do you think? Well, I think it is a fabulous awareness on the part of this guy that the holiday is fraught with potential landmines. <laughs> so he's ahead of the game right there. What He wants to do something. The big question is what? Right. Um, it is perfectly okay with a new person to just pose a really casual question and say, hey, is there anything special you'd like to do together for Valentine's Day? She may leave it up to you, but she may actually, you know, say what she wants. And that's really great to know. And would you advise if you're a woman being asked that question? It's okay. I, I would assume like my advice would be it's okay to say what you want. Like, hey, I'm not really into this holiday, but, you know, just just spending time with you would be nice. Or I love Valentine's Day. So anything you want to plan, let me know. I'd love to help or something. Be honest, because you're going to get what you what you, ask what you for, say you right? want. Yeah, hopefully. Right, right. <laughs> Men will take women at at face value. Whatever we say is what they're hearing. Um, oh. And dinner is always a good idea. You know, okay. go from her cues, but dinner's always a good idea. You can cook for her, which is incredibly romantic. <laughs> or if you do plan to go out, make your reservations today so that you're guaranteed right. a good table advice. on what's a very busy night. What about gifts? Like, I've, I, we, we kind of have always said don't go extravagant if it's a young relationship. And Absolutely. what what kind of things would you say might be over the top? Absolutely. You don't want to go over the top. Really, almost any piece of jewelry, unless it's something like really artsy from a craft fair mm-hmm. and doesn't resemble a diamond <laughs> ring, <laughs> um, I think is really thoughtful, and a woman will appreciate the thoughtfulness. So, something um, so like low key jewelry, as opposed to low key artsy, inexpensive jewelry, not something cheap from Walmart. No offense to Walmart, but. Um, you know, not a cheap imitation of something fancy, but something very casual. Yeah. Okay. And what? edibles. You know, everybody loves most. Everybody loves chocolate. I do. So I love chocolate. I what about wrong. flowers? Are flowers out of fashion? Flowers are never out of fashion. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of one flower. I think um, I sort of feel sorry for people who feel compelled to buy a dozen roses if it's just not a realistic thing in their budget. Okay. I say you can buy one rose. You can buy one calla lily. Oh, and a great idea. If you know her favorite color, find flowers in that color. Oh, I like that. Personalize it a little bit. Yeah, really. I always like the idea of going and having an experience together. Because, like, for me, that's something that that it's not over the top. She carries the memory of it with her, but it's it's not like if it doesn't work out by next month that there's this thing that was purchased for her. So, like, I like, you know, maybe going to a great 
museum and then dinner afterwards or, you know, a play or a movie or something, something you can go do together. Maybe there's like a beautiful place to go for a really romantic walk. Have an experience, yeah. make a memory. Yeah. You uh, you and Pooja often go for walks on the mountain. And I'm assuming that those are probably some of your favorite times together. Just spend a little time without a TV on or a phone in your pocket. Walking and talking can be um, a surprising treat in today's <laughs> world. So uh, uh, just to, to walk us through this this question a little bit, um, I, I really like the idea of communicating early. Yes. Um, mm. Making a plan early so that you've got a reservation if you want it. And then there are a few good ideas there for some other things you can do. Cooking a meal, uh, of course, little edible treats, maybe flowers, maybe thinking about creating some kind of experience together. And I'd, I'd love to put a little bow on this question with a thought that often in our business training when we're presenting people with choices we say if you can approach it through the lens of opportunity not obligation yes. so it's not Valentine's Day yeah. is coming I have to do something it's Valentine's Day is coming it's a chance I have a to chance do to do something, something. and yeah. you can really you can really craft that moment into a, the opportunity that you want it to be so that that approach I think can help as much as the the particular decision that you might make. that's beautiful yeah we hope that 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 helps you our listener anonymous we I must admit all our questions Questions today are anonymous. I don't think anybody <laughs> wanted to share their Valentine's Day questions. So we hope That's that that okay. helps and best of luck celebrating Valentine's Day. Our next question begins. Dear Lizzie and Daniel, I'm hoping you can help me out on your dating episode with a problem I've run into before that has resurfaced recently. Here goes. I'm currently online dating and I've had the same gentleman cancel on me for our first date twice. He seems to still want to have a first date, but I'm getting worried that maybe he's just bad at rejection or he gets cold feet. I want to be flexible, but I also get disappointed when he cancels, and I don't want to hang too much hope on this date. Is there a way to tell him this without sounding like I'm difficult or unforgiving? Ooh, three strikes and you're out. I know. (laughs) Is that what you think? What do you you think, Sharon? Three strikes and you're out? Uh... He's canceled twice. Although it's been only two strikes so far. Yeah, this would you be if he have does one it. more shot. Do you if give you want to give it shot. to him. Okay, you guys are very, a little more generous than I, but I think that's because <laughs> not because I'm unforgiving, but I'm very stingy with my time. Okay. Yep. Um, and I just want to reassure her that it has absolutely no bearing on how fabulous you are. Online sites are veritable candy stores of options, and it does happen often that in the uh, lead time between when you're asked out and the date of the date, he may come across somebody else, and it does happen. Not everybody is good at saying no. We've had this conversation, you and I, Lucy. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's good at saying, uh, at canceling and speaking their truth, Mm -hmm. and so... I, if I were her, I would very kindly say, no, thank you. And if he's really interested, he will hound you. But if he's not, you've just given him an out that he could not request himself. Oh, I didn't think of that. At first, when I was hearing you say, don't give him that third chance, I was going, but but he says he's still interested. This is probably why I'm not good at dating. Um, you know, oh, but he oh. says he's still interested. And she's getting the feeling like this is just circumstantial. But I kind of like your idea of, of first giving him the no, and then if he really wants to pursue it, and yeah. I think it would also a, a little bit not that I believe in testing people 
at all. Want to make that really, really clear because I don't. Lizzie's got her serious. I face got on, actually though. into a big fight with a, a dude I wasn't dating about this. Um, yeah. He used to test women on. He would open their car door for them and let them sit in the car, and if they didn't reach over and unlock his door for them, ah. for him, he would never date them again. That's and I thought that tale. was that's a movie uh, thing. Is it really? Yep. So he wasn't even. This isn't his own twisted nope. thinking. And it's the point of the whole movie. It's like a major like hook in it's the dis- movie. To me, it's disgusting. It's like, give me a break. And nowadays, it's like not even a problem because everyone's got like clicky key locks and stuff like that. But at any rate, <laughs> side story aside, um, I I I got nervous, but I kind of like the idea that it it pushes him to be confident and say, you know, no, I I really do want to go on this on this date with you. I just feel awful that I've had to cancel twice. And it gives him a little barrier, some so you earn it a little yeah. bit. What would yeah. you do, Dan, if a girl did that? If she said, if you tried to go out with her twice, you were the one that had to cancel both times, and she said, no, I don't want to go again. Would you leave her alone, or would you go after it? I really, I, I mean, I don't think it's a disqualifier. I do think there's so much that goes on, particularly in a relationship, and it's mm-hmm. it's hard to know exactly what's going on with someone else. But I really like Sharon's answer also in that I'm pretty protective of my time. And yeah. after someone has canceled on you twice, um, and and I don't know who, how far into the plan. We're talking about right. someone got here. They picked a restaurant. Were they were they ready mm. to go, or was it? I'd love to do that. And right, it was never really solidified. In what terms were the of plans? She dressed and at the door with her nails done. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> the important thing about her communication is it needs to be um, gentle and non-reactive, and just just a really pleasant, no, thank you, and so that he knows she's not angry. No need to go into a long explanation of why you're, you know, right. we tried this twice before. It didn't work. I'm really not interested in going what through that like again. What about like a simple but, though, like, um, um, no, I understand. It's okay. Like just something, something a little, because sometimes I worry that on the page, because I'm assuming if they're doing online dating, mm. it's messaging. this is back probably and forth. messaging back and forth on the page, just writing mm. no thank you, I think could come across as abrupt. Is there any other language yes, that you guys think we could that's, give her? That's a very good point. She could say, I can see you're very busy and I totally sympathize. Just give me a call when you're less busy. Oh, I like that. I like that. Because then it does that give him a little up. bit of an encouragement, but it's yeah. still a, if you need time, you go take your time, buddy. Yeah. And <laughs> anybody could interpret anything as abrupt. That could even sound abrupt. But uh, that's why I encourage people to use the phone. I know it's really uncomfortable, especially the younger you are. (laughs) But it saves you from so many uh, missed meanings and... um, the misunderstandings are just uh, infinite. I like that piece of advice that, that don't don't forget the phone as an intermediate step. <laughs> Maybe before if you they, see someone in person, you've yeah. got an opportunity to, 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 to learn a little something about them just based on the, the quality of their voice, how they talk. And that's if you exactly. have the chance to do that. She's online dating, so she might not be at that step. But I would hope that I'd hope they've exchanged phone numbers if they're setting up dates. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Well, we hope that that helps, and we we hope that whether or not you get that first date with this gentleman or you get another first date with someone else, that it that it goes a lot smoother and you have more confidence when these sort of dating online dating hiccups happen. And best of luck on Valentine's best Day. Best of luck. Our next question comes from our question and answer blog, The Etiquette Daily, and it begins. I'm a financially secure woman in my late 30s dating a great guy who's also financially secure. We started out as friends without expectations, which is why I think we have so much fun. 
In the beginning of our friendship, when we would go eat, I offered to pay for mine and he accepted. I had never had that happen before, and at a later time we talked about it. He has been financially responsible for his mother, and I feel I am being tested. Now that we are getting more serious, I am becoming uncomfortable with this Dutch idea. Money is the topic, but for me, the real issue is I miss the special feeling that comes when a guy pays for dinner. How do I address this? That's such a good question because it is this funny thing for as wonderful as a woman as it feels to be independent. There is this other part of and and I'm not trying to put words in all women's mouths. But for me, it is it does feel really special when a guy takes you out to dinner. It fe- It's nice. It's nice to feel like you're taken care of in a way, even though you can stand on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just for a, a moment to have someone uh, make the effort to take care of you. And she does mention that he's he's taking care of his mother right now, which might be why he's appreciative of their Dutch treat. It's, it sounds sort like of that's MO the, that they the, have. the thinking here. Sharon, yeah. what do you think? Would she be able to bring it up? She definitely could and I believe should bring it up. Um, I'm assuming when she says, I feel I'm being tested, that she is. Uh, implying that he's concerned that she may be gold diggerish if she expects more. Am oh, I interpreting that right? Do you think? M- maybe I, I, I just what I'm reading here is that he's he's got fi- like responsibilities, financial okay. responsibilities, okay. and either he's limited in his funds or it matters to him that his partner is able to contribute in the relationship. Right. That's oh, what okay. I'm guessing. Just generally, okay, no, nothing, uh, nothing awful. Um, no, they've been I, friends for a while. I think he would right. probably know if she was gold digger. And, and I'm kind of right. reading this as a, a relationship transition question, that that they were yeah. friends. And right. at that stage of the relationship, transition. she liked this this equitable relationship. And as the relationship has started to take on more significance for her, she's looking for a certain feeling that used to come with this experience of being treated. And, right. Um, Dating. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's one of the two things I, I, I'm thinking. Um, first of all, when she brings up the conversation, it's imperative that she be very crystal clear that she's desirous of an ex- of an emotional experience, that it's the feeling of being given to. Ooh, it really makes her feel wonderful to be with him. And I'm sure she can point to some examples that they've experienced already together where she felt really attended to and it made her feel really good and really good about them. And... People, especially in new relationships, really do want to please the other person. It's true. And so he'd be hard-pressed not to meet whatever needs she is expressing. And if he can do that financially, I believe he will. I love the language that you chose and the the angle that that you're coming at that from, that idea of don't talk about it as I want you to pay for me. It's when these things happen, these experiences happen, it it just does make me feel so wonderful and appreciated and taken care of. And it puts so much more meaning behind that action of being of having someone pay for your dinner, or pay for your movie ticket or whatever it is, yeah. that it it takes so much of the pressure off of it actually being about the money. And it's much more about the feelings that come with it. Right. And the emotional bonding that can result. Right. 
Oh, wow. Oh, oh, <laughs> listener, I hope you really like that answer because well, I'm like giving it five stars. And then it takes a dollar sign off it. It's not yes. about, you know, you buy into the relationship with your right. with your available cash or spending cash. And and right. it's it. we always say that's the, the thought that counts behind a gift. And this is really an example of the thought being the, what The what generosity matters. is that thought. I, I also yeah. like, Sharon, where you started your answer talking about crystal clear communication because mm-hmm. my, my, my sort of the thing that jumps into my mind when I, I – I, I read this question is that communication is key, that it's really important in relationships to be able to talk to each other. And I like how you said crystal clear communication. That yeah, and you I don't want to dance around it. Yes, yes. And I want to acknowledge it's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, I know that it's not, but it just takes a lot of creativity and um, practice. I like it. Well, we hope our listener is able to get creative and practice this one because I think it will help your relationship if you if you do talk about it and express your needs and what you want. And Dan? sort of a, a, a parting thought I have again from just the lens of opportunity here. Uh, it, it's a real chance to talk about how much this relationship is meaning to you. Yeah, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that you really care about it. And you're invested in it, and if you approach the conversation like that, I, I almost don't think it can go badly. Well, best of luck to you, listener, and we hope that you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. You hear that? She says you're not as rude as you used to be. What do you know? Thanks to everyone for sending in your questions. And remember, we love updates. If we answered your question on the show, or if you have a comment about one of our other questions, please feel free to send it in. You can also submit your question to awesomeetiquette at emilypost.com or send it in via Facebook or Twitter. Just use the hashtag awesomeetiquette so that we know you want it on the show. For our alt segment today, we are continuing our conversation with Sharon Andrea of Modern Dating Mastery. Sharon, you and I first talked about a couple things I was experiencing in the dating world, and I wanted to touch base with you on them here for our Awesome Etiquette audience. Great. <laughs> and and I, I, I want to jump in because th- these are these are all topics that I have come across in a couple of different ways. And I was so curious to, to hear some of the things that you and Lizzie have been talking about. And the first one is one that definitely um, comes up all the time. It comes up in other etiquette contexts. And that's the concept of, of how to deliver a no well or how does mm-hmm. how does it say no skillfully so that it doesn't uh, give hurt or offense. But you're still clearly communicating that you're not going to attend that party or that you don't want a second date in this case. Um, um, so what are your thoughts on saying no skillfully? Well, you, nobody wants to hurt another person's feelings. Sure. But being less than honest about the fact that you're not interested ends up being much more hurtful in the end. I can attest to that. It does. It hurts <laughs> way more when someone leads you on and leads you on and leads you on and you think, okay, well, there's a slight chance that yeah. that stinks. <laughs> there's, there's nothing attractive about that. And... Uh, you know, ethics are an integral part of etiquette. Actually, I think I got that line from your great-great-grandmother's book. Oh, it's, no way. It sounds like someone I uh, right? exactly heard wrote a book about etiquette once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, ethics really is a big part of it, caring enough about the other person to that, act well. Yeah, I think that's the part that I always loved. And you have this copyrighted line that I got so incredibly <laughs> jealous and excited about when I heard that you had it. Tell, tell us what that line is. I love my... Line. I love your line too. I, th- I want t-shirts with your line on it. Yeah, it, and it, it is just so true, and it's helpful to remember when you're in a position to begin communicating and you're trying to figure out how much to say. 
Kindness is not always clear, and clarity is not always kind. Both but it is necessary. <laughs> both need to be employed. They do. They really do. Yeah, and people want to feel appreciated, not embarrassed when they've taken a risk and asked you out or expressed some interest. Right. I recently, but they also want to, they deserve whatever the, your truth is. The truth is, and that's the case. I recently had a, a, a male friend of mine who said, you know, he, he let me know. He's like, hey, you know, every now and again, I feel like there is something between us. And I think the world of you, like he said all these really nice things. And mm-hmm. and they all really did make me feel appreciated for exactly who I really am. Like I felt like this friend of mine was really seeing me, which is a wonderful right. feeling in the dating world yeah. when people often don't see you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but in the end, he said, but I'm I'm not. But am I right in thinking that you don't want to date? And I was like, yes, you're right. Like, you're right. We do have a chemistry. There is there is something there. But at this point in my life, no, I'm, I'm not interested in exploring this further. Um, but I am so incredibly grateful that you said something and that you didn't run away when I made it clear that it's not going to go further than a friendship because my friends are important to me and I, I didn't want to lose him as a friend. And I was it was that thing where you're not sure. That, that and fear can really, I think, be one of the things that, that stifles people. It's true. Particularly empathetic people, people that care about others. Oh, my gosh. Rejection yes. hurts. And it, it, it or it can hurt. And, and you don't want to give it out. You don't want to hurt someone else. And, and being an empathetic, kind person can make one hesitant or withdraw from that moment or not want to deliver it. And I was glad that he made it easy for me to both to be both clear and kind about it. Yes. And that was that was really great of him, and I bet it strengthened your friendship a little bit too. Yes, I, I would say that it has. I, if anything, what it did was it really allowed for the two of us to be on the same page, yeah. and I don't have to worry when I hang out with him that he is misinterpreting our our flirtatious, fun nature with each other as something more because we've made it clear. And we've talked about right. this before that you're 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 as good as anyone I know about being honest and delivering that frank <laughs> no well. Yeah. Um and I now I'm trying to break it down into what are what are the po- like when I just heard what you said yeah. it was it was clear it was a no but what were the elements of that no that made it a good no? What are the oh. what are the component I parts? think you'd have to ask him. I mean, I said I, I said no clearly. Um, I didn't deny that there was a chemistry. I was like, no, you are you are right to have interpreted that there is there is something there. But at this point in my life and and where our friendship is, I don't want to explore that. So, so you're acknowledging him, the I'm perspective a- that he's coming from, having some validity. Absolutely. I wanted to make sure he knew that he wasn't just totally off his rocker thinking. You know, all yeah. this girl's interested in me. Like, no, I had given him. You told him you cared about yeah. him broadly and the relationship that you already had. Or... But I explained exactly how I wanted it to look in the future. Yep. It sounds too like you expressed appreciation for him raising the subject. Yes. And Ooh. that feels good to receive. It's true. I never want to make someone feel bad for being interested. Yeah. I never right. want to be made to feel bad for being interested in someone. Right. Um, and I. I always want to acknowledge how hard it is to put your feelings. I'm terrible at it. I am terrified of letting gentlemen that I actually really like know that I really like them. 
I'm sure I'm sure my actions around them are obvious, but it's it's terrifying. And in fact, you know, in recent months, I can even remember the one time that I did let somebody know it was it, it was incredibly difficult for me. So I always want to um, let let someone else know that I appreciate how incredibly brave and hard that that is. You you, right. you just hit on Beautiful. something that I think is brilliant. The the idea that you can thank them for the ask and the appreciation. Because right. I was starting to wonder to myself, what if you aren't good friends with the person? What if you don't want to continue a friendship? What if it's just a no? What if you're right. saying no to someone who's just asking you and there isn't going to be anything moving forward? That ability well, to little... appreciate their daring or the ask is a good, right. good one. I have a little thing, uh, a little technique for that, and I don't think I came up with this uh, uh, name, but I call it the feedback sandwich, <laughs> and it's yes. used during, it's a classic technique it is a classic. Used during employee reviews, maybe it's an HR thing, positive, a negative, and then a positive. For example, I really enjoyed meeting you. That's the positive. <laughs> I don't feel we're a good match, however. There's the negative. But I really do appreciate your inviting me out. I love Another that. Positive. I love. I also love ending it on the, the appreciating the invitation, invitation because, you know, it's I, – I hate the women who when you're out at a bar with your girlfriends and a guy comes up to talk to them and they put this disgusted look on their face as if – Ugh. Ugh, why are you talking to me? Like it's cruel. it's cruel, it's rude, it's it's the most I get mad at my girlfriends if I if I see a girlfriend do it. It's not something I appreciate being around. It's not someone I want to go out downtown with. Right. It is it is it is tough out there. Sharon, I wanted to get your your input on something or actually more so share it cuz you and I did this is one that we really did talk about um I was I was having trouble because I do meet a lot of people in friendly settings, settings that are not about dating at all. But it's I run a co-ed pickup soccer group right. on Thursday nights, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and you know you do meet people through that. And I had had the experience a couple times where I'd become friends with someone, and we decided to go grab dinner one night, you know, and. I show up jeans and a sweater kind of thinking like, all right, it's one of my soccer buddies. And he shows up significantly more dressed up than I would expect, you know, mm. maybe even a tie. And and then he offers to pay for my dinner. But we're still friends. And I haven't heard anything about this being called a date. But I'm really at the end wondering, was I just on a date? Did he think it was a date? <laughs> Did I just get like, is this... What just the happened? date ambush. It was a date ambush. I don't know what happened. And I'm curious, what, how... How can you figure out? Well, how do you know if it's a date or not? There is often one person who knows whether it's a date and another <laughs> It is not usually me in that circumstance. Ah, <laughs> uh, usually in, in control. <laughs> well, I think control is actually an interesting aspect. Um, it does make us feel safer to be able to define or label what we're doing and mm-hmm. what it is. But there is a beauty uh, and a romance about life unlabeled, you know, so that's true. The beauty of gracefully allowing ambiguity, enjoying the present moment, enjoying the other person. Um, So I think when we just stay open and we don't uh, give into our compulsion, I'm not calling you compulsive. Everybody does this, (laughs) but you know, the human need to label, (laughs) then we stay more open to the unknown and surprises can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. But I also understand the practical aspects of, is this a date? 
should I, you know, it takes you significant, I don't know, it takes me significantly longer to get ready for a date yes, than just to go out too. with friends. There's the whole, like, degree of makeup aspect. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be able to plan. Um, I advise people to dress as though you're going on a date, just in case, and show up and just see what happens. If nothing else, you're going to look gorgeous while you're out with your friends. So just no matter what, at least look good. <laughs> yeah, if 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 you're vain. If you're vain. I am. Well, I, depending on on what day it is, I am. Nothing wrong with tackling the world looking good. Um, what do you think, Dan? I, well, I, first of all, your example went a different direction than I imagined. Oh, really? You had the date ambush where I'm going out with friends, all of a sudden it's a date. Or I, you just I, don't know. I, I've heard about this one. I still don't know whether it was a date. Going the other way. I've had people come up and say, I thought I was on a date. At the end of the meal, they wanted to split the check and now I don't know. Or oh, I, you know, I, I... You did. You had that woman from a seminar ask People you that. who don't know how to ask. It's like, oh, let's get together. And is that a date or is that friends getting together? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Let's get together for drinks. And then... Okay, that's probably not a date. That's getting together for drinks. But people unsure about about the ask really clarifying what it is from the other direction. They're wanting to notch it up to a date or thinking of it as a date, then finding out it isn't, as opposed to thinking you're hanging out with friends and then finding out it's a date. For me, one of the answers to this comes from, for those of you who don't know, Lizzie wrote her first book pretty much while still in college it called was, How Do You yeah. Work This Life Thing? Wow. And in it, there's a great tip. And I, I read it as really? someone in I their provided mid, a good tip? In their mid-20s, and it really helped me figure out how to work this life thing. And it was the, the elements of a good ask. Oh, do you remember the uh, elements of a good ask from your it's how do you work this life thing? It's, I know that clarity is the biggest point. That was the part that I took away from yeah. it, that you ask someone to do something specific. You don't right. say, hey, do you want to hang out? You say, would you like to get to, would you like to do this with me then? And that you, you actually give them something to respond to. <laughs> and I, I have been doing the bad ask and I read your chapter on the good ask and I said to myself, I need to up my game. I'm going to em- embarrass myself and laugh and say, so I think that's in the book because I am so thick headed. Like I'm I'm so just not assuming ever that people are interested that I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to go grab drinks? That'd be great. Like I, you know, I live alone with my dog. I mean, if I could, I'd bring him to the bar. But like it's you know, it's like, I'm like oh, social. Yeah, I'd love to be social for a minute. Hang on. I don't. It's like it's so it's not what I think about that often. It, it, I mean, obviously, yes, because I am searching for someone in my life. I think about it, but I'm so thick-headed about it. I need someone to be clear and be like, "I like you. I'd like to take you on a date." And, and I think it's something where traditional etiquette can give us a guide in a world where there are more shifting lines, more gray area. That the elements of a good invite are still the elements of a good invite. You give someone mm-hmm. something concrete. You give them a time and a place and an activity, and then they can say, "Yes, that would be lovely. I would like to go do that." Or no, no, thank you. And right? you, you start to assume the role of the host a little bit by, yeah. by making an invite that's clear. And it's, it starts to put some parameters on the experience that, that, that give a label that help make people comfortable the way Sharon was, was talking about. I'm thinking back because I, I totally have recently used the vague ask like, hey, you want to like <laughs> hang out, take our dogs for a walk sometime? That'd be it's great. It's not the biggest. Sin, I need to go don't, back to don't my. Beat yourself up too much for that. I need to read my first book. <laughs> <laughs> read your younger days wisdom. Twenty-four-year-old Lizzie knew nothing about dating. <laughs> it is really important to be clear: Are we on a date or not? Sharon, would you Ideally, ever yeah. ask someone in the middle of it? Would you ever bring it up and be like, "Hey, I'm just realizing 
we're having a great time. We both look really good. Like, is this a date? This Are a we date? friends? Like, that is not a terrible idea, but it does have dangers. Really? Because if the answer is no, um, you are now out with someone that there's you've got awkwardness with, unless you you're just so at ease that you can just laugh that off. Right. I would say, don't ask that unless you are ninety nine percent sure it's a date, mm-hmm. and you're very you know just like they say a lawyer will never ask a, a question that she or he doesn't know the answer to. Sure. <laughs> this is one of those lawyer moments in the courtroom. <laughs> So where you're saying, so are we on a date? And you can do it flirtatiously and put your hand on the person's arm. And you've got to be pretty sure the answer is yes. Because if they say no and your hand's on their arm, man, is that awkward. Then it's just a weird friend moment and you've got to slink off somehow. You're taking me back to when Harry met Sally. (laughs) Oh, such a good movie. But it's, you know, it's not too dorky to say, I'd love to take you out on a date. No, you know? not dorky at all. I think there was a day like, like 20, 25 years ago where that would have sounded really 1950s. Now I think but people would a, appreciate it. They yeah, know what was people, coming. People appreciate it. And dating is part of our everyday vernacular because of online dating. People are really, and there's so many divorced people dating. So there's just a lot of chatter with that word in it. And so it's a safe it, word now. It it's sounds, not a it's scary a, word. It's a good word. Yeah, I like and it. And also, um, that yes. <laughs> uh, I was once at a business event and uh, made a new friend. Mm-hmm. We felt very enthusiastic about each other, really got along well. And he said, I think we should meet sometime for tea and talk more. And I said, great. And I am guessing that he may have wanted to make sure that I understood his intentions were purely business. Ah, uh. And perhaps also that he is not heterosexual. Ah, um, two things that... So he, so he that, put in his email, the email arrived with the subject line, um, business tea, something <laughs> like that. It sounds so stiff and stifling, but it was very clear to me. Good ass. I didn't need to put on extra makeup for that meeting. You're like, okay, I got it. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. And then when he talks about his boyfriend, you've really got it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And I'm good friends with them both now. Oh, good. good. Well, yes. I, I, I tell you, I really like it. Thank you for, for giving us a, a little clarity on demystifying a date. It's not a bad thing. It's okay to ask someone on a date. It's okay to acknowledge you're on a date if you are. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Thank you. Hopefully I'll have more clarity in the future. This has been such a great conversation. I wish we had more time, but unfortunately we've got to, we have to mosey along and get to our etiquette salute. Sharon Andrea of Modern Dating Mastery, I am so incredibly glad you were able to be here with us. Um, It's been such a joy for me to talk to you in our personal lives. And I love the fact that you were able to come on the show and give some of your wonderful wisdom to our listeners. It has been my great pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And, and I just want to second uh, my, my cousin's thank you. I, I've heard her talk about very much enjoying her conversation with you. It's really a treat and a pleasure for me to get to know you a little better myself. Uh, so also, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dan. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you for having me. And I'm really hoping that in the future we get a chance to have you back. I'd love it. Awesome. Thanks Cheers. so much, Take care, Sharon. Sharon. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Social courtesy does pay, doesn't it? Thanks. 
each week, we like to end our show on a positive note with an awesome etiquette salute to someone who's out there making the world a nicer, better place. And for today's salute, we're going to stick within the theme of the show of dating and romance and love. And I'm going to offer a, a, a great big etiquette salute to one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, the Savage Love Cast with Dan Savage. Today's etiquette salute goes out to Dan Savage, who's been offering advice about love and relationships for I don't know, 20 years, I'm guessing, maybe more. And he's done it across different platforms. He writes for The Stranger, a weekly in Seattle. His online blog, Savage Love, is another place where he addresses question and answer topics around love and relationships. And his advice, um, while I'm going to warn our audiences, is definitely uh, not for for young listeners. It's adult content, language, and themes. Um, But it's also advice that's really rooted in morals and ethics. It's advice that is very sound. It's based on on a lot of the same principles that Emily Post Etiquette is based on just applied to to the oftentimes tricky uh, world of love and human relationship. I'm also just going to jump in and say that one of the things that Dan and I love so much about the the Savage Love podcast is that and and truthfully all of Dan Savage's advice is that it it's no shame advice. That um, when we say it's about morals and ethics, it really comes down to how to treat another person, not how to put them in their place or judge them. Um, It is so inclusive of all walks of life, all human desires, and it really comes down to how your personal relationship with this other person is affected and how you should act based on that, not based on... I'm curious about this avenue of my sexual life. Is it right or wrong to explore it? It's, well, it's right or wrong based on how it's going to affect you and the other people involved on it, not in in it, excuse me, not a judgment based on what you're choosing to do with your preferences in life. And that's that's as much as something I appreciate as it is kind of a warning to the listeners who mm-hmm. may go out and listen. This yeah. is truly be open-minded because mm-hmm. Dan is very open-minded, Dan Savage, and so is our Dan. <laughs> but it's it, to me it is it's it's amazing. It is amazing how he is is truly able to stick to that and um keep that aspect of morals and ethics alive despite all the different scenarios that he is asked to comment on in in, a, in an often confusing and complicated uh Area. So confusing and complicated. <laughs> he keeps a focus on relationships that's really laser-like, and the, that the clarity that that brings to decision making in those tricky situations is really remarkable. So, a, a great big etiquette salute to Dan Savage. Keep up the great work, and um, we look forward to many years of Q and A and good advice from Dan in the future. Well, now wasn't that better? Look at the effect of a little politeness. Well, that's our show for today. We want to thank Sharon Andrea of Modern Dating Mastery for joining us. If you're interested in Sharon's expert advice on dating, take a look at her website, moderndatingmastery.com. As always, thank you for listening and spending some of your day with us. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and a lovely Valentine's Day. Speaking of love, we love to hear from you, so send us your questions, your etiquette salutes, and your suggestions to awesomeetiquette at emilypost.com. And if you like what you hear, tell the world, tweet it, Facebook post it. And of course, you can always subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. This is no Be Quiet and Listen podcast. We want to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook. We're the Emily Post Institute. On Twitter, I'm 
Lizzie A. Post. And I'm at Daniel underscore Post. Or you can visit our website, emilypost.com. And our theme music was so lovingly composed and performed by Bob Wagner.